This is the Mandalorian's The Explosion Network's up show where we break down each and every episode of Mandalorian, Disney Plus's original Star Wars series, of course. Uh, we're discussing, reviewing, talking about all things. It's great. You're welcome to be here. Hello. Welcome. Uh, my name's Tim Blight. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, John. Somber, sad. Uh, Very sad. <laughs> introduction to this episode. Uh, yeah, so... Judging by Ash's tone, in case you didn't know, this was chapter 14. Uh, the tragedy was this week's episode. Uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, written yeah. by John Favreau. So there's the Rodriguez episode out of the bag. That's what I said last week, right? Didn't I say it was. No, you said maybe he'll do the finale. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, it would have made sense either way, I suppose. But- I mean, he still could. I don't know if we've got it confirmed. Highly doubt he did too, surely. That'd be weird. But I don't know. We only, obviously, all the directors who have directed, we knew. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know who's doubling up. Might be Favreau this time. Could be. That makes sense, considering he didn't do any directing the first In the time. first season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, synopsis for this episode was simply the Mandalorian and child travel to an ancient site, which made me think that all these synopsises were written in such secrecy, they couldn't even be bothered like updating the synopsis now that we actually have... Grogu, like you know, it doesn't say the Mandalorian no. and Go- Grogu. It's like no, the child. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on this week's episode? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, obviously, another long-running thing. <laughs> uh, sub story has finally reached its fruition, so uh, we can finally cast out of the bag. Timur Morrison playing Love Boba that. Fett. Which, it was him over uh, Ming-Na's character's body. Yeah. Which, uh, it feels weird to have that. Like, I, I don't know if you felt the same, but it didn't feel like a big like reveal because it just kind of been teased. And we, we had a, a lot of episodes in between that first episode where we're like, 99% sure that's Boba Fett. Like, you know, but just waiting so long and then to finally have it and confirmed. Then, yeah. 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 Uh, well, it was pretty for me. It was pretty much confirmed as soon as we they had the previously on at the start, yeah. and it's that shot of him over, yeah, uh, Phoenix body back on Tatooine from episode five, chapter five. Yeah. For the people who forgot, it's like here. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so it's like, oh, okay, he's going to be in this. Episode. You know, what I thought that I'm like, <laughs> oh, don't tell me we're stopping by fucking Tatooine again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't let that be what happened. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, good episode. Good fight sequence. Obviously, the the fight between their motley crew and all the stormtroopers pretty solid. I thought pretty good. Yeah, well shot. Uh, most we'll get into it, but it was pretty brutal. Uh, very, yeah, very. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, looks like his band of friends is going to grow bigger. Yeah. Well, I've not been saying this entire time. Like, oh, I can't wait to the end of the season where. He has to, like, collect everyone. Everybody you know, you know what it yeah. reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, Doctor Who season five, whenever it was, and the Doctor, like, runs around and gets all his companions to, to go fucking fight the Daleks to, or whatever it is. Like, to, ev- to, No, to rescue... Rescue uh, Amy Pond's baby. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's another time. But I was, there was two times when they, he does it. Just so, but it's similar that's sort of thing where it's, like, you spend all season meeting these people, and then, like, in the penultimate episode... It's just like, okay, well, I got to go get all these random people together. Come help me. Anyway, uh, you know, I, I thought this was a solid episode. Um, 
we'll get into the Boba Fett stuff in the, more deeply in a second, of course. He kicked ass, but obviously I felt like, especially this, the dialogue, it was supposed to, it was written in a way, I guess, by Favreau, who is an admitted Boba Fett super fan. Like, he's one of those, you know, like, he, he's of the yeah. age where, obviously, he, he actually watched the movies in the cinema, unlike us and um, Boba Fett. Actually. He thought, man, that guy standing in the background, yeah, he's the coolest. He's the coolest guy ever. So, uh, just the way he did... The lines and the delivery, it was all just written in a way that it feels like it's supposed to, I guess, if you're a Boba Fett fan, like, you'd feel more like, oh, man, he's this is awesome. But for people, I guess, like me, who are like, Boba Fett, whatever, I'm just like, okay. Like, he kicks ass by the end, and I was like, yeah, fucking I mean, go for it. But it kind of fits the character, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that stood out to me in this episode was actually Rodriguez's style like melding with this show i was googling this as soon as the episode finished and i could see a couple reports say that apparently like this is true but I, I'm, I'm not 100 sure yet but did this not all seem like it was actually filmed in a like a on-set location yes yes like compared to I the rest so. of the show more so like everything mm. in this episode felt very real um almost well, I, I don't most know. of it yeah uh, i'd say most of it obviously the location they they probably scattered location they get oh the entire episode's going to be shot in this one location yeah we'll just go there it's easier than doing the all they had to do was like post the shop ships and stuff in so but, but, because it most it was mostly like very practical yeah but is that like, rodriguez it would make choosing sense that it could shot. because of the way he likes to make movies like, he, he's a big special effects guy, but he's also a very yeah. uh, practical guy. You know, like, he meets somewhere mm. in the middle, which has always been yeah. an interesting thing about Rodriguez, you know. Um, but it all, I don't mean this as a put-down, but it almost had, like, a fan film quality to it, especially those couple shots of just stormtroopers running along, like, at the start when they're, when they're exiting the ship or you just see them, like, lining up to mm. shoot. Like, it just had that almost someone shooting this on a thousand dollar 4k handy cam that you could pick up at your local store like like it looked good but it also just looked like someone in a costume like it just had that very real world look to it if you know what i mean like there was no great cinematic choice chosen with the the overall color flavor of everything it was just all very natural just raw yeah no it just that's one thing that stood out to me from this episode especially because the rest of the show is um like, it looks good, but obviously you can tell a lot of it is shot on, like, uh, the LCD sound screens stage. and sound stages or whatever else. Like, this episode just stood out a lot for that. I did enjoy it, though. It just, yeah, stood out. Um, all right, so let's get into the episode and break down what's happened. So, obviously, the episode starts with this, uh, the cold open scene was Mando and Grogu in the ship. I wrote down in my notes, kind of training to a degree, I guess. I don't know. Kind of. Like he's- uh, I think I think everybody kind of loves uh, Grogu being called by name and him reacting to- Just because he goes, what? Or whatever that like mm-hmm. sound is. You know, like his ears prick up like uh, the Rame Gizmo. Uh, yeah. Gremlins. You know, it's like when you call your dog's name. Yeah. yeah? I and they guess. look up at you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or your baby's name. <laughs> I guess, yeah. People who have a job. Uh, yeah, so we have the whole scene where he's playing with the 
the ball. I, I, it's funny because after last week's episode with the, the, the ball off the handbrake or whatever the hell it is, the gear knob, um, it was such like a small detail last season. And then the fact that got carried over to last week's episode, I was like, at the time, I just thought, oh, maybe this is Filoni just picking up something that... Um, that was De- like Deborah Chow's episode was mm. the one where it was yep. first introduced. And like maybe it was just him picking up and going, oh, that's a neat feature. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll chuck that back in. And then the fact it's brought through to this. And now by the end of this episode, this bowl actually has such a like sort of symbolic meaning Connection, s- yeah. S- yeah. somewhat between the Mando and Grogu's relationship. Like it's become, to, it gets to represent something by the end of the episode, which is. You know what it reminded me of? Remember at the end of last season, Bando like gave him a necklace or something? Yeah, what happened to that? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. What happened to that? <laughs> I guess he still has it on, right? Is it uh, underneath his cloaks? He must maybe. be. I Maybe it'll d- help him to escape. Maybe. I highly <laughs> doubt they'll forget something like that. That'd be hmm. quite weird if they just randomly, completely forgot to bring that back up. But yeah, he did give him that, that thing. Uh, so then they arrive on Tython. That's, yep. I think that's how we're saying it and yeah. they don't mu- they don't mess around straight away they're like flying overhead oh yeah this massive planet there's the temple yeah they find their temple straight away there's no like search for it so fair enough i don't really question too much here um mando says he has to take him down and he can't land on top of the the magic rock because there's no space so he has to they they land off to the side and jetpack up there really he couldn't land there because it wouldn't have worked for the rest of the the, the script if he landed right next to it it would have made it too easy for him to uh get away so mando then puts grogu on the rock and uh all of this did remind me of like a jedi temple and stuff i've seen in like rebels and clone wars and, mm. and stuff like that except for it's just not enclosed anymore and i guess it is a destroyed or like a rundown temple but but it's meant to be like the first jedi temple is the thing is it i think that's right yeah or like a very early Luke's Luke's is the first Jedi temple on uh, Porg Island. Is it though? So he said. Well, maybe this is the first one they found. The oldest one they found. Maybe. The oldest known one. Maybe. What about Jedi? No, don't care. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he puts it down on the, the, the thing and he's... <laughs> I like how Mando's trying to work out what to do. He's like looking around for a lever or some something to activate the, <laughs> to activate it which is quite funny uh, and then overhead straight away he, he, here's a ship turns around slave one's flying overhead so straight away i'm like okay so as soon as i saw slave one i'm like okay so it's boba fett now i, I went from 99 to 100 percent as soon as i saw the ship which obviously that's not going to work to everyone if they don't recognize I mean, the ship but this raises a couple of questions yeah one, has this ship just been parked somewhere yeah. the last however many years? The last decade? Parking tickets behind uh, <laughs> the bloody bar- barrage or whatever before um, Jang- uh, fucking What's-His-Face was taken out. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if he's had this ship this entire time, why don't you just use it to get his armor back well, before? Yeah, this is, this is my mate. Put a pin in that because... That's yeah. That's <laughs> that's one. We'll get, we'll dive into that in a second with Boba Fett. Um, yeah. So Slave One flies overhead. Mando then heads over to get Grogu to take him away because he's like, oh no, danger. Meanwhile, Grogu's, I guess, triggered the Force or like whatever. He's he's like in a full on trance now. Like he, he's you know cross legged yeah. doing the whole like yoga pose, mm. fingers out and 
what I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the typical. Did you say Yoda or yoga? <laughs> both, I'm sure. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this stage. Like, surely it's both. No. Um, and he, yeah. he gets this whole. F- he went full Avatar that last airbender. Yeah. That's a reference you've been. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Avatar. I'm finished. Okay, you've seen it. I've seen it all, but I've seen it. Come on. Yeah. Um, so then he heads on down to find out who's coming out of the ship. Or Mando heads in, find out who's coming out of the ship. And it's uh, Fennec uh, and Boba Fett. So Fennec has yeah. aim on Grogu. Boba Fett's like, hey, give me back my armor. Mando's like, no, you're not Mandalorian, so you can't get the yeah. armor. So if you don't remember, Fennec was in that episode on Tatooine. Uh, the guy, I can't remember. It was uh, Bobby... Bobby Bobby Calivari's son, Bobby Cannavale's son, uh, who kills her in cold blood because it turns out the Mandalorian is worth more money, and he's just left there for dead. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, and we got that teaser. Someone walking up, somebody. Yeah. Which at the time, turns out everyone was like, "Is it Boba Fett?" And guess what? Is it Boba Fett? It was true. It was. It was true. Uh, yeah, and it turns out she's got robot insides now. Yeah, I, I, it's Star Wars. I mean, don't really, I don't. You don't really need. It's don't think too yeah. sci-fi. Like whatever. Um. So as for Boba Fett, right? So let's just let's just dive in now to everything. I guess. So yeah, my my biggest hang up, my biggest confusion was he's tr- he's been tracking Mando since he left with the armor. He's taken this chance now to interrupt and talk to him. But also, like, why could he not get the armor off Cobb Dance? Why, why did... I mean, the obvious answer is he never saw him with the armor. The dude is literally the sheriff of a town, just roaming around. A tiny town in the middle of the desert. The dude has been roaming around, presumably, for at least a, a year or so now, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to say... Like, the only way this makes sense... Is if he was literally spat out of the Sarlacc pit like six months prior to that, and he, you know, what I mean. But if he's if he's been wandering around Tatooine for years, come on, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I think we'll probably we'll probably find out next episode. Will we? we? Get some is that important? Story. Like, will they actually bother answering these it's questions? Like, so, where have you been this entire time? How'd you lose that armor? Yeah, it's so important to you. Uh, so I'm gonna tie in like so because you know the Mando is well known for his small talk. Yeah, so. well he he he's getting better. No, at because it. that's why they're bringing in that other character at the end of the episode. So yeah, his name I forgot to look up by the way, but um, what's your face's character? Um, uh, Bill Burr's Bill character. Bill character. Yeah, who's uh, Mayfield. There you go. Um, the other thing that happens later in this episode that's super important about Boba Fett is they actually canonize him being a proper Mandalorian. Which is is a detail that's going to go over a lot of people's heads, but for for the hardcore or whatever you want to call it, the people who care, um, especially because if you if you're someone who's been tracking like the Legends days, and even then George Lucas was apparently George Lucas was apparently against the idea of Boba Fett being an actual Mandalorian, and that's why in the the Clone Wars, well, what no- I mean technically he's not. A born Mandalorian. No, but this show is going about explaining what is and isn't a Mandalorian yeah. differently. Um, 
So in the Clone Wars animated series, I think it was like the president or whatever. Someone says something about Jango Fett not actually being a Mandalorian. Like they have they have a, a line in that show that's like Jango Fett. No, he wasn't Mandalorian. He's son Boba Fett. Not one of us. Like they 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 go out of their way in that show to say not true. So that was the only canon like thing said about Boba mm. and Jango. Now what they do in this this episode. Later and later, when Boba brings up his ID card license, I don't know, <laughs> like <laughs> so weird. His driver's license, I don't, I don't know what what it was. Um, but he's like, "Hey, look, this has got my name in it. Look, my uh, it's got my father's name in it, Django Fat. My uh, Zana's been in family, and our Mando says, ah, your father was a family.' So by saying that Django Fat was a family under this show's rules, the fact that our Mando uh, Jin Jaren is a foundling and he's considered a, a proper Mandalorian because he's like an adopted Mandalorian, I guess is the, basically what foundlings are. Yeah. So that's what Django is. That's what they've now said. Django yeah. Fett was a so adopted Boba Mandalorian. Fett is a second generation Mandalorian immigrant. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I, I kind of like it, to be honest. like Because as someone who... I don't know, if you, you watch this as a show, obviously this whole Boba Fett stuff, I'm just very, like, it's not like I, I dislike it. I'm just very neutral on all. Like, it doesn't excite me like the Soka stuff does, obviously, because I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be excited about something Star Wars, even if a lot of people are, if I'm yeah. not, you know? Like, I, I'm very neutral on Boba Fett stuff. He, he never did anything for me as a character. Um, I enjoyed Boba Fett more in the Clone Wars animated series, actually, because you got to see how that kid, handled and actually they did a whole storyline where he attempted to assassinate uh uh fucking mace window uh and then you see how he falls in with the for revenge obviously and you see how he falls in with the, of course yeah well he killed his father makes sense and you see how he falls in with the underworld and stuff so he was a lot more interesting than that but boba fad in the original movie don't care Django fat in the pre- prequel trilogy he was kind of terrible fighter. He he gets his head cut off like like a loser. So I mean, not very impressive. But <laughs> to put it bluntly, I mean, it's true. Like he does this whole. I mean, if I mean anybody who gets a head cut off is kind of a loser. So true. You know? Um, but yeah, because you lost your head. Yeah, you lose your head literally. Uh, I, I I like how they the the kind of rewriting the what is and what isn't a Mandalorian, and it makes sense. Like in a. In a world where, because it's always weird, we I guess people struggle when you talk about like sci-fi stuff when there's like different planets, and because we only live on one mm. planet and we only ever talk about like different countries, if like you kind of have to wrap your head around, uh, like you kind of have to start comparing other planets as if they're, di- I guess, different countries in our own planet to a degree. So it's mm. or, or different sort of weird stuff like that. So like this show rewriting it and saying like, well, foundlings are basically adopted mandalorians and that makes them official mandalorians and if look long story short if our mando jinjar is happy with boba fat being a mandalorian we know how strict his rules have been this whole season so mm. if he's saying it's okay <laughs> then it's okay what, what do you make of it all though did it did it work for you the whole like oh he was a fairling so that means i'm a mando and yeah i mean it's fine i mean maybe he just believes he's a mandalorian and that's what his father told him you know I no. There's, there's all sorts of possibilities. There, there is, but you think he can't hack that coding thing? Nah, ID tag. I don't think it's. I, I, I think it's literally. But I think this is John Favreau not having probably watched all of the Clone Wars, 
And then him, be, like when they start talking about the show and then Dave Filoni being like, well, you know, like Boba Fett's not a what? real Mando, right? And then John Favreau being like, what? Like, what? Why? And then I think after- No, this seems like fix that. Yeah, this seems like a lot of back and forth. And then, then John Favreau being like, well, how can I- Fix that, <laughs> and that's how we're, <laughs> it does. Actually, just seem like that's, and it's fine. Like what, like yeah. whatever. Cool. Um, what was I up to? Amanda. Uh, yeah, sorry. So they meet up. Yeah, they meet up. They have a chat. Empire shows up. Right. Empire shows up. Um, and then you get this massive action sequence. A big chunk of the episode is this action sequence, and I, I, um, you know, as usual, we're recording this right after watching so don't get to see all the internet reaction until after but i actually think this action scene is going to be very um hit or miss for some people simply because of the way it was filmed it, it seems to have a lot of like mm. handy can like handheld camera shots and just robert rodriguez style shooting um employee and I, I also think the stuff i was talking about before with that feeling um just very raw real fan filmy or whatever you want to call it uh, which worked for me. I enjoyed it. I think there's going to be some people who they, they, their brain just doesn't like what they're watching and they're probably not going to like this. But I thought this was a kick-ass action sequence. I love the way it was filmed. It just felt it just felt real to me. I, I kind of liked it. Very great special effects you see. Like just the, the fact where Fennec uh, is running across those rocks and just all the like sparks flying off it and like the details there. Mm. It just like all looked real. Um, and often in sci-fi stuff and Star Wars, you're seeing stuff like that. Like you're seeing like laser beam guns shoot at, uh, like other things that aren't tangible to us. Like they, they are like fake starcrafts or, you know, like laser swords or something, but there's something about this planet, the setting, uh, it just seemed like it could be set in fucking Arizona or <laughs> somewhere, you know, like out in the desert and they're just shooting these guns. I, I, I really enjoyed the, the thing and Fennec got to really, I'm glad she got to kick so much ass in this episode because uh, with every other strong female character that seems to be introduced falling to the, the dark side as a real-life actor, as far as I'm aware, like, um, what's-her-face is still in the good side, right? What's her, what's her name? I can't remember her name. What's the actress's name? Who plays Fennec? Oh. Ming, Ming Na. Yeah. She's good, right? We're still, she has, no, yeah, she's fine. She hasn't said anything racist or transphobic, so I'm, we're, we're good. <laughs> Not currently. Okay, good. Uh, no, it was good to see her get to kick so much ass. There was that one moment I love where she uh, jumps off the rock and then, like, as she's jumping, like, fires off pew, pew, and then, like, lands and pew, pew. And then does, like, a back roll. Back roll and all this sort of it's stuff. Yeah, it was fucking kick ass. I'm all about it. Give her a fucking spin off. <laughs> Give her the spin off. Give her the spin off series. Oh, man. Back- <laughs> There's another backdoor pilot. Boba Fett and Fennec series. There you go. Yeah, maybe. Another backdoor pilot. Got it. Didn't even know he was watching Nothing it. But but the funny thing I read, I read somebody said that uh, the Mandalorian is actually just a supporting character inside the Star Wars universe and just continually pops into different mainline characters yeah, by accident. He's a, lot, he's a lot like Mad Max in the Mad Max movies because often the plot of those movies, in particular Fury Road, people are like, oh, Mad yeah. Max. It's not really about him. The main character's furious. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just there. <laughs> like, he's just a dude, right? Like, yeah. So he's just a connective tissue. Connective tissue. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it is kind of like kind of like that. Uh, yeah. Did you did you like the, the action scene though? Overall. Or? Yeah, it was really good. I think 
I'm gonna. Just, I'm just gonna say it. This is the coolest Boba Fett has ever looked. Yep. When he got that armor, when he throws down that fucking thermal grenade or whatever, and then he like comes down, and they really. Like, I feel like that. What works so well about when he lands is for people who already love Boba Fett, they're gonna be like just melting and enjoying it, and I'm happy for them. But for someone like me who not big Boba Fett fan, when he started kicking ass, even I was like. Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, but even before that, when he had his giant stick hammer stick thing, it was like crushing stormtrooper helmets, which I don't think I've ever seen you know, like in a Star Wars well, thing before. Let me bring up something. We have seen it before, and it was done by the armorer. The armorer is his mum. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, uh. I don't know. That's true, but. You know, he was leaving a couple of those guys broken on the ground. Yeah, they, they had a better shot of with, their broken helmets. With bits of pieces, the arms and limbs in places they're not supposed to yeah. be bent. They, they, the, when she did it last season, armor, you, like, you saw a couple like smacks of helmets or whatever, and she obviously smashed them, but they never had a shot like in this episode where you clearly saw someone like laying on the bits ground pieces, with their, yeah. just destroyed. Just the mask impaled. Yeah, into their own face, so... Yeah. yeah, quite brutal. Without all the blood, that. obviously. So that was... They're blending on the inside of the costume. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, no, it was kick-ass. And then it, the great finish to the, the scene where he, he aims the, the rocket launcher and takes out both ships. And then when Man- Mando's like, nice shot. I was aiming for the other one. Like, that was good. That was good. That was a good line. Yeah. I, I, I did enjoy that one. I do I do like uh, Boba Fett's, like, design. In this, like his facial, the without the armor, obviously he's been the scars and stuff. stuff. Yeah, so, so it it's, it tracks that he could be have been partially digested for a period. Yeah, I kind of like that. That I just hope they never actually try and explain it because it's one of those things where it's it's better to just not to a degree. It's like, oh, he escaped. Okay, yeah. Like if if they're gonna explain it, I would actually prefer them to just do a. A fucking comic or something where they, they could spend enough time to have it make sense whereas if they ever try and explain it in this and they do it like a, a, a quick like not in a mandalorian yeah they're like a quick one minute scene where he's like oh this 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 but it's like and then you'll just be left with more questions so i'm like if, if they're gonna do it just do a spin-off comic or like a three issue do a, series or do a one-off shit. tv movie yeah well, i know people would probably pay <laughs> people would probably watch that at the fucking cinema i swear all these Boba Fett super fans out there. They don't want to be able to. Who was so. going to do that movie once upon a time? Um, what's his face? The director of Chronicles? Oh, and stuff? James Mangold? Was it Mangold? Oh, was it? I, oh, yeah, actually it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting now to see that he's come back if we'll ever... I mean, we'll probably never hear, but it's, it's hard not to wonder, like, what was that supposed to be about? Like, how does that line up to what's happening now? You know, like, you just got to... Yeah. Can't help but wonder. Uh, yeah, so the action scene finishes... Uh, and then the the ship up above the Empire ship, which the Empire cruiser. I don't remember what fucking class it is. Some, I, I saw someone figure it out the other week, I think. But guess what? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, it destroys the Razor Crest, so rip to the Razor Crest. That's a bit disappointing. Which also the Razor Crest went free hell this season. It literally got nearly destroyed, then rebuilt horribly. Then Meta took it back to Tatooine to get fixed up properly. Well, no, not to Tatooine, to fucking Caradine's planet to get fixed up properly, and now it's just got absolutely blown to shit. So, Razor Crest went through hell and back this season. So, poor one out. 
Because I, I, I don't see that coming back. I mean, it literally can't like rebuild the exact same ship. You can't do that. It has to be a different ship. You'll have a different ship. New merchandise. Did you buy the Razor Crest? Get ready to buy the Razor... Razor Crest 2. Crest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Razier Crest. The Razier Crest with a red paint yep. job. Rest in peace, Razor Crest. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The, after- Maybe he needs to get a bigger ship next season because he's going to have more crew. Maybe. I don't know. Uh... So, yeah, ship gets blown up, and then he's like, oh, shit, better go try and get the child. Uh, heads back to get Grogu, um, and then the we, we, we see a shot of, um, what's his face? Gideon on a ship who says the line, confirms, he says, have the Dark Troopers been activated or sent in or whatever? So, yeah, they are officially Dark Troopers. That's what they are. Um, and they get sent down to the surface of the planet, uh, Mando and Fennec race to get Grogu, but the Dark Troopers managed to awesome. get to him first. Sad scene. I'm really glad that we got to see this uh, uh, Iron Man Mandalorian crossover. They did look sort of like... Like the Hammerbots or something. Yeah. Like but also, I think they're going to be a lot cooler when we finally see them fight because all we saw him do this episode is literally just fly down and take just off fly. Like, we haven't seen them actually yeah. do any comp. next week they're going to fire the repulsive yeah beams. probably wouldn't be surprised at this stage so <laughs> yeah uh in the sad scene they take off to the sky with grogu mando zooming in and seeing little grogu like passed out in the arms of the robots it's, it's all very sad uh boba fett chases I'm not as uh, it would have did you see the concept art at the end of him being carried away uh no i think i was finishing up my notes no, apparently the the yeah the child was like crying in, in the concept oh, really? part yes yeah. oh. like screaming you know like a little yeah. toddler would be that's even worse but yeah i know yeah. so they, they saved us <laughs> probably saved us what, with what we actually got yeah uh yeah boba fat comes in chasing after him he's gonna shoot them out of the sky and then uh mando says no tell him off and fennec call, calls off boba chases them up into the the sky up to the ship and he's like oh they're back the empire's back oh no to which mando shouldn't be really shocked because he literally saw gideon and a bunch of he's been <laughs> being chased after the storm dreamers the sun's all, all time uh so then back on the planet service Gro- mando searches through the rubble of his ship uh grogu's bowl thing that he loved to play with survived the blast which makes me go okay so was that made out of best car is that what we're saying like He's saying that little old thing's made out of Beskar, or are we just assuming it just survived miraculously? Yeah, the, mate, I guess so. Like, surely that's... No, it's probably a miraculous yeah, thing. Yeah. Could, could, uh, so then... I think he would have noticed if it was Beskar. Maybe it is, like, and he's just... Maybe he knows it is Beskar. This belongs Beskar. with the Mandalorians. Yeah, maybe he knows it's Beskar, and, like, he just keeps it there. Maybe that's why he was searching through for it. It's like... Yeah, maybe that's why he's... There's only two things that would have survived this ship being blown spear. up. spear... And the little bowl thing. Bowl, yeah. I mean, it could it could be a little keepsake. He got he got made for his ship, like a little Beskar. Just some, like extra Beskar yeah. that got left over. It's like you make a gear stick knob. <laughs> little- I know this is really valuable and stuff, yeah. but could you just like make it a little tiny ornament a- for me to put on my gear stick? Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, yeah. So the other thing <laughs> he finds is the Beskar spear, obviously. Uh, Boba Fett then explains that his debt is not play uh, paid. Because they didn't really agree, but whatever. Uh, his debt isn't paid until he returns the child to Mando. So he, cool. they all head off together. Fennec, Boba Fett, 
our Mando in Slave One, they head off and they go to whatever planet it is. I can't be bothered looking up. It's not important. But they stick to Kara June, who after that big like teaser thing last time we saw her, like the the sheriff badge and whatever, she's now taken up that job. So she's now officially just part of the. She's now part of. She's like sheriff. Part of the system. Part of the system that she didn't want to be part of. But anyway. And Mando asks her to track down the person's name we said before that Bob uh, Bill to find Migs Mayfield. Migs Mayfield is that really his character? Jesus. Yeah. So Bill Burr's character, uh, who Mando needs to break out of prison because apparently he is the only one who could track down Gideon. And I I can't remember. What, it's obviously I haven't rewatched that episode, but do you remember anything about his character as to why he would be the only person able to track down Gideon? Like. I don't recall there being anything, like, specific. No, he was just a formal Imperial sharpshooter. Yeah. So, like, I'm just looking at this Wikipedia page, see if there's anything. No, it's just John Favreau being yeah. friends with Bill Burr and wanting him back in the show is what it yeah. is. Well, he was in the episode directed by Rick Fubicum. You got it. It's fine. Rick. Yep. <laughs> Uh, who is directing next week's episode as well. So. Oh, yeah. Makes sense, I guess. So this could almost... Next week's episode could kind of be a sequel to that episode. The Prison Break episode? Yeah. So for this time, he's breaking break out... somebody else out. The guy who... The guy. him. Well, he was doing the job too. The guy who screwed him over last yeah. time. You know, that's really hilarious, actually. Not to get too ahead of myself, but next week, if he breaks out him and then one of the people who's chasing after him is... um. What's her face's character we've seen twice throughout the season now? <laughs> that has to be an easy joke that they can just, the, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, he he broke out another, another ship. one. Yeah, that would be quite funny. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where we leave Mando. So obviously, Mando, um, Mando, Boba Fett's going to be next week's episode, presumably, because you're going to have Boba Fett and Fennec and our Mando teaming up to break out. Uh, to do a, a prison break, which is going to be quite interesting. So, uh, the last scene of the episode, though, is on uh, Gideon's ship, and Gideon walks into the the room where they're holding Grogu, and Grogu is force choking out two stormtroopers. <laughs> uh, just toss, just them, toss around. them around, and then he ends up making them whack into each other. Uh, and then wears himself out doing all this. But al- although this is the most force power stuff we've seen him do last since last season's finale. What? Yeah. 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 Even then, this seems like more than usual. Like two people at once? I know that's like a lot. Yeah. Gideon gets down and talks to him though and is like, hey, you wore, you wore yourself out. Good job, you idiot. Uh, have you ever seen one of these before? Pulls out his dark saber, waves it around. Oh, look, I've got one of these. Do you have one? <laughs> Fucking loser. Um, and then he's like, oh, lock him up. Put some little handcuffs on him. It's a real sad scene, really. And just seeing uh, Grogu obviously fighting to, like, find the energy to be able to, to to get out of there or, you know, fight back or whatever. But he just can't find the energy yep. after he, he no. completely wore himself out uh yeah so then gideon knocks him out or tells the trooper to knock him out said his phase is a stun said his phase is a stun he certainly did that's would have been awkward if he hadn't gideon probably would not star have wars. been very happy if that star wars reference yeah <laughs> star wars references it's fine we've had doctor who this episode as well so just yeah. keep going it's a star trek reference it's, that's the joke yeah the, uh, yeah 
We keep referencing other sci-fi shows. Yeah, I'm pretty sure anyone knows what the fuck that reference. If you just listened to this, and you was like, "Oh, I didn't know that was a Star Trek." Come on. Uh, and then the last thing of the episode was as as Gideon's walking away, he's like, "Oh, send an encrypted message to Doctor Pershing as we come out of hyperspace. Tell him I've got our asset." Doctor Pershing is, of course, got our donor. Donor, yes, is the doctor from season one who we also saw again this season when they. Uh, that cartoon in the siege, yeah, the siege, yep. the sort of hologram. So they put tiny handcuffs on him. Yeah, which at first my mind goes, that's ridiculous. But then you start thinking about the amount of like small alien species there are. Yeah, there could be however many alien yeah, species. So it's, so it's not really. I'm sure they've got handcuffs of all different sizes. Yeah, it's not as ridiculous as it seems at first, I guess. Still funny. It's funny. Ooh, tiny handcuffs. My, my, my one question by the ending, though, is I'm like, so Mando literally has to get a crew together, go break someone out of prison, and then, after all that, find a way to track down Gideon. Gideon's waiting to come out of hyperspace and then head off to a location. Like, by the time Mando is able to find Gideon, they're going to be very close to... Accomplishing their goals. Like, you would, you would assume yeah. it's going to be like one of those last second saves again like it's probably yeah close it's gonna have to be a close shave in the the, the finale of the season surely yeah. yeah uh any other thoughts for this week's episode yeah who who did did grogu contact somebody oh yeah that's that's a good point I forgot to talk about that um he was he was communing for a very long time so i kept waiting in that in when they were searching for the rubble when mendo was searching for a ship rubble I'm like i was expecting maybe someone to just show up then or something but no one did, so... I My assumption is... Next two episodes, we save Grogu. Episode, end of episode 8. Episode 16. Someone shows up at that temple. You reckon they, get, like, they cut back and someone shows up there looking for him? And that's like the the, te- the season finale teaser. The teaser. That, yeah. yeah. I was just... Like the like the dark side of it at the end of yeah, the last season. Yeah, that... Yeah, I didn't like throw internet into chaos. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. Oh my god, it's Chewbacca! I, I see. I was, just, I was thinking. I didn't think that shop at the temple because I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Like weeks late, dude. But that's fine. I'm gonna hope or assume maybe they just track down Grogu. Like, I mean. Force is weird, whatever. You've got to start tracking from somewhere. Though. Yeah, but like, like, I'm just imagining in my head, maybe now that Grogu's made this connection with whoever the Jedi is, that he's able to maybe then commune or like track him down, possibly. I don't know. Like, again, we're presuming the Jedi that's finding him is an alive one and it's not just going to be some stupid Ooh. fucking Yoda sh- bullshit shows up or. No, that would, that would not be bullshit. That would be cool. It would be cool, but I mean. It's like, imagine, it's like. Force Yoda talking Shun. to Grogu in his, in, his, in his cell, you know? That could be. What- Grogu keeps looking at him like... <laughs> yeah, that that could be exactly what happens, though, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I'd expect next week's episode to just be a big focus on the prison break. But if we, if we don't flash over to see what Gideon's doing, I'm just going to feel a bit weird, considering how tight the time constraints are now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, surely we got to have... Some Gideon. I think I think he gets his he he gets more of those uh, dark troopers by the end of next episode. 
what sins no, he's going back for Mandalore. That's the goal. Maybe. Maybe. See He's like, that's gonna be my base operations going forward. Yeah, I was No, because the end of this is the end of next the end of the season gonna be Thorn showing up. That would be. I still don't know how. I feel. Who knows? Oh. I still don't know how I feel about. Bloody. So many questions. I I would assume next week's episode they break out. They did a prison break, and then they head on. They they then he gets the location of Gideon, and then once he has the location, at the end of the episode he heads he heads on over to find Bo-Katan and asks Bo-Katan. her for yeah. help to go face Gideon. So then the f- finale episode will be a mass amount of Mandalorians fighting Gideon and Dark Troopers, which of course will be orgasmic on screen. Because you'll, you'll have both. Have Bo-Katan and uh, Boba Fett ever interacted? No. No. Not that I'm aware of. Not I think, no, I don't think so. So that, that would be cool. But that's what I assume the last episode is. It's just going to be a bunch yeah. of Mandalorian armor versus Dark Troopers and Gideon with a with the dark saber or something like that, yeah. and I don't know how it ends, but I'm assuming that's the dry, the general direction that episode is probably going to go. Yeah, yeah. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Mandalorians. Of course, you can find the show explosion.com, YouTube.com/slash Explosion Network, or any podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Search and do what you need to do. Follow our tw- all of our Twitters, explosionnetwork.com/slash Twitter. Find all of the show notes website, do all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you think is going to happen. I don't know. All that stuff. Uh, until next week, we have spoken. <laughs>